0: On this episode of Deacon and the Doctor, we talk about what happens when parents go crazy on Little League fields. That's at the end. We talk about the passing of a great singer and a human rights activist. That's at the beginning. We talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs, which are outstanding this year.
1: He forgot the name of the teams.
0: I remembered later. And how much... Uh, should we put into the S2 cognitive test for football players. Check us out, Deacon and the Doctor. Welcome to the Deacon and the Doctor. I'm Deacon Bill.
1: And I'm Dr. Rhonda.
0: And this is a podcast where we are going to talk about real events, like we're sitting at the kitchen table at home. We are sitting at the kitchen table, folks. So pull up a chair and come and join us, and welcome to the Deacon... And the doctor. Welcome to the Deacon and the Doctor. Quick disclaimer here. The views that we express on this show.
1: Our views, people. Our views.
0: Are just ours. They don't represent the views of the Catholic Church or any church within the Catholic Church or, or any Or any
1: educational institution.
0: It is the doctor's views or my views. And that's it. But we're also looking to learn more about what you think on the show. So please share with us. You can reach us on Twitter uh, or Instagram or any of those other social media ways that you reach people. Uh, But we'd love to hear your thoughts on topics uh, or anything else you'd like us to, uh, to do on this show. Because the Deacon and the Doctor should be inclusive for everybody. So thanks for joining us.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Deacon and the Doctor. How are you, Deacon Bill? Great. How are you, Dr. Rhonda? I'm doing all right. It's one day close to my birthday.
0: That's right. We are getting closer to that magical day when you're going to be 28
1: years old. I think I could be 30 now. <laughs> like the way my feet feel, I might just be, I can claim 40. <laughs> oh. I need everybody out there to know that. Dr. Rhonda
0: would claim 28 for a lot of years, but it got to the point where I said, you know, she was having her kids at 12, 11. So we had to start picking a different age.
1: Uh I I didn't I don't even really say that. Uh I'll be happy to turn 49. Um
0: 45.
1: 45? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, um what you always want to talk about sports? We have... So what's on the sports
0: horizon? Some great playoff matchups. I'm Probably the first time ever in the NBA. You know, you don't get a lot of, like, these kind of upsets in the NBA because you're playing seven-game series. But you have, in the east, a five-seed hosting an eight-seed, right, with... Uh,
1: I don't know the name of the teams. The Heat and the Heat and the somebody. Is, who, else, who are they playing? The Sixers. No, so it's no, the Sixers, the Sixers and, the and the Celtics and the Heat are playing the Knicks. The New York Knicks. The Knicks. All right, there you go. Playing in the most famous
0: arena in the world, in Madison Square Garden. Right. So, so it's rare to have a fifth seed hosting the second round playoff series. Right. But then in the West, you have a sixth seed the Warriors hosting the 7th seeded Lakers.
1: You know some people might say that the that the Warriors and the Lakers were kind of like slumming it during the season and then they get that seed. I mean not to say that they didn't have to work hard to get
0: right. to the second
1: round but that might be the theory on on some people's parts.
0: Well you know the two most famous NBA players right now I gotta say are LeBron and Steph right and you know so to have them playing each other it, I'm willing to bet. So
1: it did a lot for ratings. Highest yes. ratings since nineteen ninety nine. Right. I saw that on the article. So I mean, clearly the, and I think that was that the last time that they they played each other or was there did those They two played, teams each, played other each other since but yeah, I, don't, I mean I do so I don't think they said that they played in like the second round of the playoffs like this.
0: No, not in the second round, right. They would have always met in the finals because LeBron was always in the East right. and Steph was always in
1: I'm, the That's west. what I'm talking about, like yeah. the
0: Clipper, the Clippers, the Warriors, Warriors. and the Lakers, Lakers. Yeah. that
1: matchup. First
0: 9-10. time the two of them have played each other since then, right, in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you, like, I don't think the winner of this series goes to the finals, right? So you probably have like a Denver from the West. Nobody's watching the Denver Nuggets. Nobody cares. Right yep. now, NBA if you get, getting their money now. Right. If you get, like, the 76ers or the Celtics out of the East, people will watch them. But, you know, the Knicks, people will watch this because it's New York. But, you know, the West needs the winner of this series to make it to the finals. Period. But you don't
1: think they will? I don't, I
0: don't think this the winner of this series gets past Denver. Well, Denver's up 2-0 on Phoenix. I mean, you've got the, the Kevin Durant factor in Phoenix now. But they're down sounds, too low they gotta like win you, a game yeah, sounds, like,
1: sounds like you counting them out counting out the I, suns we'll i mean chris paul's hurt no chris surprise paul's
0: hurt, as you know he often that's does that's the get usual
1: hurt. you can't play into the but playoffs denver, that's, that's why i can't win the playoffs right
0: but denver has choked every year like I, i'm surprised they haven't choked yet so we'll see i mean
1: yeah time will tell yeah, that's that's why
0: I keep saying when people tell me how good Nikola Jokic is, I'm like, but he can't not in the playoffs, he's not. He's been the best regular season player for four years. Great, but um uh, and we just found out that Joel Embiid uh, won his first M V P award. Did you know he was from Cameroon?
1: I read that he was from Cameroon. He has some shoes under Armor his sponsor and he has some shoes that represent his city. Yeah. Um, he's been if through I a lot. I knew how to say it, but yeah. I don't. It starts with a Y. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I need know. I need to travel <laughs> there to see how it's pronounced. Uh, but right. he's been through a lot. I've I've learned
0: a lot about Joel Embiid's story. Uh, he just didn't start
1: playing basketball until he was 16. Right. Yeah, he's
0: pretty good at it. <laughs> Picked it up
1: later in life, but but that just goes to show. Like to me, this is what where, where I. All these sports where kids are specializing at an early age, not to say, like, if you have athletic talent and you have an interest and a passion for a sport, you can pick it up later Yes. and succeed at it. That's all, that's what I'm saying. Right. So, um, that's where I say, you know, like, sometimes, you know, you introduce kids a little early and they get out of, um, they fall out of love with the sport. Sure. Yep,
0: uh, they overdo it, and, you know, like, the whole thing where, like, you have to focus on this one sport, I'm
1: like, no, you don't. I wish we would go yeah. move away from that, right. but... At- athletes are athletes. Right, and just let kids play, be exposed to all sports instead yes. of, like, pigeonholing kids into one sport early on, uh, but, hey, that happens, so, um, we, we continue to have these shootings happening. Yes, tragic. Um, like this is so. This the the shooting that happened down in Texas with the guy that killed five people. His neighbors, right? Like the neighbors complained. He was about shooting him his gun shooting. in the yard. Yeah. And he decides to go shoot his neighbors. Walk into their house and
0: shot them all, right?
1: And they had come, they did what they they asked him to stop shooting, and because they were going they were going to bed, or the kids were trying to get right. the kids in the bed, or something. But, um, that's a. I I mean, to me, I'm like, you gotta put that guy under the jail. Well,
0: and, we'll see what ends but, up but happening. But here's but, what yeah. I think
1: is gonna happen because he, the article that I read stated that he was a, um, he had been deported several times okay. from the country. And so, it's like, now to me that gives people fodder to say see these people are coming in right. into the country and then now they're shooting up people I'm like you know the, both are both parties are of Hispanic descent so like all the, the shooter and the folks that he shot um, so it, if, if it were American like quote unquote not to say that the folks that are Hispanic descent weren't Americans but like you know not immigrants in right. the area I think that we would be dealing with a lot of outcry from people oh see see you know we need to close the borders down and do do this that and the other when at the crux of it is still that AR-15 I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say it but that's that's the issue and that's what we should be dealing with some policy changes on Get these assault style rifles out of common people's hands. That's my view. Agreed.
0: I I think that um, we also need to look at how we vet people for weapons and you know, like I know everybody says, no, if you make stricter gun laws, you're only hurting the law enforcing citizens. That's the critique to that. But I also think you know we kind of need to redefine you know what do we mean by law-abiding citizens and, and
1: how do we factor in things? That guy like shouldn't have had one. Issues, and then we right. had a, a ramp a shooting at a hospital in Georgia. In Atlanta, I saw five, that five, too. five people were injured. You know, one one killed and four injured in a hospital, and for a person that was going to a to the hospital for an appointment. Who knows what happens? Mom said that he had some mental issues, yes. mental but health. like that that's where we have to deal, you know, from a mental health perspective, we have to get people help before it gets to that stage. But we're not, we're not doing, right. we're failing across it, the board. Yeah, that's like if you saw somebody, if you had a family
0: member with a broken ankle. You would take them to the hospital without a second thought, right? But when you see family members struggling with some of these other issues, we st- I think
1: we're still, I don't know, stigmatized it's still afraid. Stig- we, mental, we don't health, mental health is stigmatized for sure, and we need to right? do better um, at addressing issues. Um, but we, we're, we're not, and unfortunately some more people have lost their lives to gun violence.
0: Um, so so I, yeah, I mean, just put it out there. I, I said this at the church the other day, too. You know, please um, talk. You know, like, if, if you're struggling with something, you know, tell a family member. Tell a loved one yes. that, that you're struggling. And and if you identify a loved one who's struggling, be help willing them to reach out. Help, out, help right, them out. Help talk. them
1: out. Yes, for sure. So we lost Harry Belafonte um, couple, last week. Last week.
0: So, uh, obviously, a legendary entertainer, but also a groundbreaking civil rights activist, a, a leader in the community, somebody who wasn't afraid to, to speak out. You know, because, I mean, for entertainers, speaking out, you know, of his generation meant... You didn't he, have a job. You weren't going to... Right, you weren't going to work. Right, anymore.
1: but he was one of the first um, to perform, like, in some of the clubs and stuff in, in yeah. like, New York. I, I, you know, and. a... just imagine hey I can come here and perform but I can't come here and eat right so I can can perform for you but you can't I can't eat food here I can't mingle with anybody here and so that's that's unfortunate but either he was groundbreaking and revolutionary revolutionary, in what he did for the civil rights movement
0: and I still remember, as a kid, my my first experience with Harry Belafonte. And I went back and I, I rewatched this clip on YouTube uh, when I heard of his passing. Was on the Muppet Show. If you remember, oh, yeah. like the Muppets would have like Dale, like you know they would have like was real, the song Dale? That, that was yeah, the banana boat song. Dale,
1: yeah. uh, they like.
0: But yeah, so anyway, that was my first experience with him, and I was like, man, wow, what a great, you know, and then I would I would catch him in other things as, as I could as as I got older. Uh, but we definitely pray for the repose of his soul, and uh, we thank God for folks, you know, who had that kind of talent, but also um, the courage uh, that he had to uh, speak up when something was wrong, so.
1: Yes, indeed. So, I read another article regarding um, the the Supreme Court justices. They were hearing a case on affirmative action, related to aff- affirmative action. And it was... Um, Justice Kavanaugh made a statement about um, affirmative action not being about race. Okay. That it's... And in saying it, it's to me so, to, so the justices were in him saying that you're saying that you have it's, it's that it's a socioeconomic issue, affirmative action but when you look at the statistics from a socioeconomic standpoint, it's mostly minorities that are going to be in that same
0: So pool, what, what right? he was saying is that affirmative action is more so to give people that are social, socioeconomically disadvantaged equity so it, that they had a fair playing that,
1: field? That it should not be race based. So if we take the race out of it and we look at socioeconomics and we're still benefiting the same people. Well, but so, it, do, it doesn't have a label. It's not labeled with a but, race. But your
0: point is if you look at what groups of people are most socioeconomically Are disadvantaged. disadvantaged. they're going to be minority populations right
1: so that's what um just this brown jackson countered with that point you know on hey you know if if you're looking at if we don't look at race and we still look at socioeconomics it is still going to be the same people that are identified you know the same groups so i wonder if what he's getting at i mean and I haven't seen
0: this statistic lately, but um, I know historically the statistic is, you know, because there are more white people in the United States. But there's, if you just look at raw numbers, there's going to be more white people living below the poverty line in the United States. But what you're saying is if you look at it in
1: terms of a minority when you look, population. When, no, no. When you look at it across the line, there are more people that are disenfranchised. Like, when we look at our cost of living, right? Uh-huh. What, 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 wherever, what Let's say the number is, because I'm just making this up. Let's say it's seventeen thousand dollars. If you make seventeen thousand dollars, you're below the poverty line, okay. right? I think it's like forty-two grand for it, yeah. for a family of a certain yeah, number yeah, of people. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, a, if, if I'm just talking about me, right? I don't know. Um, if you look at the largest group it's still minorities that even though we're out like minorities are outnumbered by whites in the country it's still yeah that, that that group because on average what is how much do black people make on average when you look at a comparison of right dollar right, right. dollar to dollar you know
0: yeah, no. I th- I think if you look at it based on a percentage of the the whole population, yes, absolutely. And if you look at it at but still, so what, like what is me, the average income of someone in that?
1: Here's the deal, grouping. right? If it's just like the guy that wrote that um the book that went to Yale, the white guy that wrote the book that went to Yale, that he was from like the foothills. Oh, hillbilly elegy. Hillbilly elegy, okay. right? That book, like in reading that book, like that guy had no clue. He didn't, he was, you know, poor growing up, right. didn't, wasn't exposed to much. He got into that environment, and because you look like me, you have I, a think, better I shot. think you belong here, yeah. and I treat you a certain way, even though you don't, I mean, in his book, he said he didn't have a clue on some of the stuff. He right. was, but he was coached up on some things, you know, along the way by people that looked like him right so even he was definitely he didn't know how to apply for the aid and do the stuff just like many minorities don't know how so to me if you you have to give people a leg up that need a leg up but i've already said that multiple times he right, Not everybody do, has did. the same
0: opportunity, right? And that, that's the difference between equity and equality. You you can say, well, everybody had the same shot to fill out this application. But if somebody grew up in a household where nobody could read and, and nobody had a high school education versus somebody grew up where their parents were college educated and yada, 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 advantage, 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 you yeah. can say they both had the same opportunity to fill out the application, but it's not an equitable
1: Right contest,
0: right? That's that's true. And so to look at what affirmative action should be accomplishing, it should be providing more equity where there is none. And so where, you know, I probably see where the one justice was trying to to make a point. I I agree with you that that point is is not well received, Um, but... I do also understand that, I mean, if you look at a great number of our states, you know, there are a number of, so if you say like this white person versus this white person, there that's not always equitable either. Right.
1: right. It, and that's why we, that's why if you shift the socioeconomics, socioeconomics will level for anyone that's in that. Right. But it doesn't... To me, you still need to put a lens on the fact that you have people that were... That are, are descendants of those that were enslaved in this country that were unfairly... Subjected, right. To, to all kinds of things. You have to look right. at that. No education, no opportunity, right. Whereas, you know... And and this is the point that, that Judge, Judge um, Jackson made. She said, if I'm in North Carolina... You have you have legacy. Someone that been, that's gone to UNC yeah. for the for four generations. That legacy is going to get consideration. Nepotism, right? You know, on going to UNC, right? right? Right. What's the difference in that and someone saying, okay, this person of color who has not had an opportunity to go to college, who actually was not even allowed to apply to UNC until. You know, a yeah. certain point right, in time right, right. ago, that so to, that's the same. That is the same. Those two are the same. I'm giving an advantage to that person that's not that that has a family legacy, and I can extend that same to the person that's been denied an education. Right. So. Okay, that's all on that. What other sports do you have? I know the baseball, baseball scene. So I,
0: I actually have, I guess this is kind of sports related, but it's more social related. Mm-hmm. So in New Jersey, there's a little league association that has passed a new rule in the hopes of getting parents to be more, I don't know, what's the right word? Like less crazy at their child's games? Who's
1: going to be professional at like 10. I'll right. be a professional baseball <laughs> so, player at 10, so I'm going to yell at the umpire
0: that's 14. Right? And, and I got to believe that this is like machine pitch level, right? So maybe 10, 10 U level baseball, right? But at at their, in their league, if you as a parent um, are caught yelling at an umpire, you are not allowed back onto the complex or on the field until you have umpired three games
1: I think that's a great idea I think we should implement that across the United States you know. and we should implement it for the soccer parents yeah. the football parents the, can you
0: imagine some of the soccer parents having to run up, run and, up down and down? Run up and down?
1: They would <laughs> pass out.
0: <laughs> baseball, right. at least you can just you stand, get stand there. in one spot.
1: <laughs> you don't get much yelling. I, I don't remember having too much yelling in base, like parents yelling about baseball. Stuff. Oh, you don't? No. Well, you, you do?
0: You and I must not have been on the same fields. Don't uh, you remember the one time I had to go to the parking lot because somebody was threatening to, like, they took the picture of the umpire's license plate? Oh, And was no. threatening to come to his house?
1: Oh no, I don't remember that. Yeah,
0: I had to grab our
1: Okay, never mind. Our the... buddy who
0: was a police officer to walk out there with me. Yeah, because the uh, the coaches for that team, they came up to me and were like, we need your help, we need your help. You know, this guy's threatening the umpire. I'm like, and you called the police, right? They're like, no, we came to you first. I'm like, why would you come to me first? Everybody
1: like... thinks Bill Scott can solve their problems. <laughs> so... Bill Scott, problem solver. That's right.
0: Come to me. Um, but, yeah, so I really like the idea. I do think that parents have a warped sense of reality for some reason or, or a sen- uh, like, a sense of entitlement, you know, because I paid the $30 registration fee for my kid to play this sport. Like, oh, Bill, come on. It's more than
1: $30. Whatever it
0: is. But, like, you know, like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get you. you. You do have folks that are, like, uh, you know, not my baby, but you got to let that go sometimes. Yeah, and your folks.
0: kid can strike out four times and nobody cares, right? But if the umpire makes one close call that you disagree with, now all of a sudden you have the right to, to jump in and start yelling. And I just, like, I don't
1: understand not where cool. that
0: mentality comes from. But yeah, it's
1: not cool. I mean, we got to we, we take it as as it comes, right? That's part of life's lessons. You got to teach your kids to, hey... You're not going to always get the call. Right. And when you don't get the call, you're going to have to take it with grace and move on. Right. So,
0: that... Uh, Yeah. Uh, So, anyway, uh, just a thought there, you know, for all these other leagues around the country to to think about maybe... uh, I think
1: that's a good idea, implement that situation. Um, What about... So, you hear that the Nationals... Might like there's some um, deal not with the person buying, but like the whole TV issue, how no one was really willing to buy the Nationals because of that TV deal. So, yeah, the problem
0: is the the owner of the Baltimore Orioles um, has the TV rights, so they're talking about doing something with that
1: with the Nationals, but the Nationals aren't like it's kind of like you're in limbo, right.
0: Yeah, they're not sure what's going to happen with that. That's been over a year now. I think almost going on a year and a half, uh, you know, if the, the learners who are the current family that owns the team, if they're going to, to sell that. So still waiting to see what happens with the Nationals. Um, and we're still, fingers crossed, looking at the Commander Sale going through. Maybe in the next couple of months, uh, what you, what'd you think about what you think up. about
1: their draft picks? did we talk about that we didn 't talk about the draft I guess we could talk about their draft picks since we have a little more time well, the one thing
0: I did uh, find interesting that I think maybe some of the listeners will find interesting about the draft is they 've implemented these tests so it used to be that the end all be all for the the draft picks was this wonderlick test and the way the wonderlick test was it's like a, a fifty or sixty question test. You have like, I don't know, say ten minutes or something. It's a to take cognitive it. test, right? And it's just like go 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 go, you know, and you have to, to burn through it, right, uh, quickly, right? Yeah. Now they're doing this S two cognitive test, and you know that the good scores, and they really worry about quarterbacks doing well on these, right? And the good scores are supposed to be like in the sixties or seventies, and. Of course, it leaks. You know, like, none of these scores are supposed player, to be public. Some
1: players got it in the Right,
0: but C.J. C. Stroud had a lower score. Did they
1: say that it was C.J. Stroud? Yeah. Okay. Do you think that was somebody's attempt to kind of push his number down? Could
0: could have been, like, a lower a lower team was, it, like, maybe if we say he did it, didn't do did well. Do you think
1: it affected him?
0: No, he still got drafted number two. So right. So it didn't so affect I think,
1: him. I, and then the other thing, that because I, I heard someone talking about that, one of the folks that you know was involved in creating this test, he said there are a lot of factors that that are not mentioned. Like you know, the te- the test was given after, like at 11 o'clock at night. Like you don't know the context right. of when it when the test is happening, what the, like if you're not fresh mentally, you know you can't you can't use rate those tests in the same way like it doesn't. It matters. The environment matters that you've taken it in. It matters what you've done before the test.
0: Well, the other thing with this S2 test that I think matters is it's fairly new, right? I think it's only been out for a few years now. So, like with the wonderlick just like with the SAT, again, getting back to equity, right? Those with the means, they can take these SAT prep classes yep. and be ready for that test because it's the same test for 30 years, right? Yep. But this S2 test is pretty new, so it's hard for the agents to prepare, you know, the draftees for the test or what to prepare for. You know? And, uh... Yeah. So I think that's part of it also. You know, it's how do you prepare? And then, like you said, if you're taking it during the combine and you just got done running and, and doing all this other stuff and you just got out of three interviews and your,
1: your mind's not concentrated right. on taking 25 questions in two minutes two right. seconds whatever all right
0: it is. and this one specifically it's asking you questions like you know if you see a too high safety look and you're in this read you know wh- where is the the blitz coming from it it's questions like that you're like uh, ah you know um so anyway, and if
1: the player's not used to that type of those schemes and they don't they don't know that, right. so it's really about studying studying up on something before you take this test. Yes. Okay. Well. So that's
0: a good rule of life too. You know, try to be prepared. Right? Was isn't that the Boy Scout
1: motto? Be prepared. I don't know, cause I'm not a boy, <laughs> nor was I <laughs> yeah. a scout.
0: Well, what was the Girl Scouts motto?
1: Was I a girls'
0: Scout? <laughs> no. All right. Well, something we have to research for next week.
1: Simple Parade is always prepared as the Coast Guard. Coast Guard motto, right. I don't know about be prepared. Yeah. But, hey. All
0: right. Well, thanks, everybody. Another great week. We will talk to you next week.
1: Bye.